0: All right, here we go. My name's Jeff Kay, and you're listening to episode 326 of the world-famous West Virginia Surf Report podcast. Boy my ass. So Tony hit a deer the other day driving home from work. She was just driving along do doody do. minding her own business. You know who knows what she was thinking about and a deer just appeared out of nowhere standing right in front of her. Just right in front of her car. She had no time to uh, maneuver which they say you're not supposed to anyway. So she just drove straight into the thing. Bashed in the front of the car. Luckily, it didn't go through the windshield or something. But um, it 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 knocked out one of the headlights, and there's some damage. It's not. I mean, it's not extensive. That kind of crap is scary. Those things are. What is their deal? I mean, what, what is happening? <sighs> I mean, I guess this isn't something new, but it seems like I don't. I don't. I don't. What, what are they thinking? I mean, I know they're not probably not geniuses. These wild deer. But why in the world would you just, like, jump out in the middle of a road? I mean, am I giving them too much credit? But anyway, she, you know, that that was scary. You know, it could have been disastrous. I mean, people get killed. Those things come through the windshield. People, like, try to swerve around them and they roll their car and stuff. I mean, that's no good. I mean, every time I go out, uh, every time I go out, this time of year, it worries me because they're out and about, they're out leaping around. You see them standing up in the woods. Sometimes you look up in the woods and you see, I like those uh shining eyes I'm like, what the? It's like some kind of horror film, you know. And, and they'll just jump right out in front of you, anyway. She's fine, the car's you know, messed up. But we already filed a, you know, we filed a claim and we filed a a police report and uh, all that jazz. We're going to have it fixed after the holiday. Uh, We're going to take a look at it and see what they can do to it. So that happened. You ever hit a deer? I saw it one time I was on Interstate 81, driving home from work, and I was in the right lane. There was somebody slightly ahead of me in the left lane. We were traveling at a pretty good clip, and that happened again on the interstate, and uh, this deer just leaps out of nowhere, and the guy that's uh, slightly ahead of me in the left lane hits the thing just full on. Hit it so hard, the thing just turned into... A, I mean, it was like vapor, you know? It just turned... It's, there was like blood and fur raining down on my car. It, it just turned... I mean, it, it's, it, was a, it was a full-blown deer, and then it was just mist. He just turned... hit the thing so hard the thing was just missed and when i got home there was i mean it was like a just just a blood just gore just my cover my car is just covered in gore you know that shit is scary you know i don't I, i don't care for that crap i don't need wildlife jumping into the road the other day i was out somewhere i was dropping the older boy off somewhere and a, a gigantic wild turkey ran out in front of me, and I had to slam on the brakes. Like, what is this? Where are we living? I mean, what's all this? You know, what's all this wildlife out in the middle of the roads? I don't know. I guess you could argue that it's their it's their land. We're the ones that are encroaching on their land. You know, I mean, some people would say that assholes. I wouldn't. <laughs> Did I tell you, went to buy a new roof. Went have to have a new roof installed. That makes me sad, and it makes me uh, nervous, because it's going to cost many thousands. God. So that's probably going to be... That's probably going to knock all our vacations out for the rest of the year. I don't know. We're not going to probably do anything else. That Myrtle Beach trip that we just had, that's probably going to be it for this year. Except for maybe like little quickie day day trips, but we're not going to be able to do that Cincinnati trip we had planned, we had other things planned. Eh, it's all gonna go into a roof. I don't like spending money to get back to where you were, you know. I like spending money, I don't, I like spending money to get something new, to improve your situation, not to get back to where you already were. That's bullshit. Like when you have to buy like a new uh, washing machine or something, that's crap, you know. That's no good, that's just money. To, to get back to, you know, you're not achieving anything. You know, you're not, you're not moving the ball. The ball is staying in the same place, but you're expending a bunch of money. You're spending a bunch of money. Anyway, that's we're, we're in the process. We're going to have to get a home equity loan. It's going to cost us a shitload of money. And oh, God, the whole thing makes me nervous. But um that's going to happen. Um, in the last episode, Patreon, I, I, I mentioned that I'm watching all these airport movies. There's four of them. The first one was from 1970, and three, the first three of them are on Netflix. And I watched Airport, which is supposed to be the best one. I mean, that thing was nominated for Best Picture. Ho, oh, oh, ho, oh, oh, ho, oh. ho, ho. That's, uh, man, that's pushing it. You know, it's not good. How can you say that's good? That thing's stupid, right? How could that be, like, Best Picture nominee? Airport, all right. I mean, it's like it's like a soap opera. It, like I don't, I don't know. The second one was completely ludicrous. Airport seventy five. I mean, that thing was like, I mean, that thing's ridiculous. But it was entertaining, more entertaining than the first one. That second one was entertaining. That was fun, you know. It was completely stupid, you know. And then the third one, uh, Airport seventy seven. That's the one where they end up on the bottom of the ocean, and you know, you know everybody's alive, <coughs> but the whole, but the uh, the plane is sitting on the bottom of the ocean. Everybody's alive in you know, that, that thing, so they're trying to figure out how to get that. You know, first of all, they can't find the thing, and then when they locate it, they don't know how to. Re- you know, if you open, you can't just open a door. You know, the whole the whole ocean. You know, the thing will just crumble like a like a you know like a, like a beer can or something, you know? So they, they to figure out what they're going to That one also completely ridiculous and ludicrous, but they have like all these, I the think about these, uh, these, uh, film, these, uh, what do you call them? Uh, disaster films. They're loaded with like stars. Some of them from the, and one of those, I think it was the second one. They had all these silent film stars on there, like Myrna Loy and people like that on there, and um, just uh, it's it's so much fun. I just I just enjoy it. You know they're they're not good, but they're entertaining. Especially the second one. The second one is uh, I would say it's the best one. Okay, fast forward to the last one, it's Airport seventy nine, the Concorde. Now that I had to pay money for that. And it was uh, the worst one by far. <laughs> I watched that last night. Thing was a that thing is a piece of hit, piece of shit. It's it's like really bad. And um, I had to pay three ninety nine to rent that thing. And um, you know through Amazon, thing sucks. But and it wasn't even that entertaining. You know that one that one's by far the worst. At least the first three are fun to watch. You know in a in a this this thing's so ludicrous. It's hilarious it's making me laugh and all that this thing okay I wrote down this line there was a line in this thing the I mean the writing was terrible there's this character George Kennedy plays. he's in all four of them in a um, Patroni, I think is his name <laughs> in the first in the first movie he had five kids you know and he was like the head of the maintenance department for an airline the second movie, he he, he, was, uh, he had one kid, you know there's no continuity. Uh, his wife had a different name and he was the vice president. He went from the maintenance department to vice president of the, of the airline. The third movie he was barely in it and I think he was working for some billionaire who was uh, what's his name? I don't know He's working for some billionaire. He wasn't even working for the airline and then the, this new one or the most recent one 79, what was he doing? I don't. Oh, he was a pilot. <laughs> he was a, he was a pilot on the Concorde. Look what the hell is that? Isn't that French? Aren't, isn't the Concorde English or something like like Britain? He was a he was a uh, he, he. So he, he went from uh, head of the maintenance department to vice president of the of the airline every movie has different numbers of kids and his wife has a different name <laughs> and uh, and then he he became he was working directly for Jimmy Stewart who's a billionaire and then and then he's a pilot you know a pilot of the Concorde okay and he had a whole different personality He was like making all kinds of sh- sexual jokes you know like what the? it's like totally different than the previous and um, this woman comes up there in this new movie, or I keep calling it new. It's the latest one, 79. And uh, he, he says, she makes some kind of comment about, there's too many men up here or something. He goes, that's why they call it a cockpit, baby. I said, what the? But there, listen to this line, all right? This is a line that when I when I heard it, I was like, God, who wrote this garbage? He's like, this woman, I think it's George Kennedy. He's talking to some, you know, you know he's out there seducing all these uh stewardesses or something he's talking to this stewardess and says i don't I don't remember exactly who it was but it said the, the line was you haven't changed at all you're even more beautiful than ever you know what do you think about that how's that for writing you haven't changed at all you're even more beautiful than ever so if you're more beautiful you changed right right Does that kind of stuff bug you that's stupid. How in the hell does that get written into a multi-million-dollar uh, uh, script? You know how how, how could they? You haven't changed at all. You're even more beautiful than ever. <laughs> Meaning you changed. Oh God, the thing has. There's a scene in this thing where that, I mean, uh, there there <laughs> there's a. There's fighter jets trying to shoot this shoot down this (laughs) Concorde, and and the guy's like maneuvering this thing like he's like he's in having a dogfight in World War One. This like a you know this gigantic supersonic jet. He's like weaving and bobbing. The thing's just like you know. I don't think those things are that nimble. You know, the you know the Concorde. And then at one point he he rolls down the window like he's in a like he's in a Chevy Nova. He's up in the. He's up in the sky, you know. He's in an airplane. He rolls rolls down the window, and shoots a flare gun out the window, and the thing locks on to uh, the flare, like because it's shooting shooting rockets at the at the at the Concorde. He's trying to you know confuse the uh, the tracking system in this thing. So he rolls the window down like like he's like he's driving a like a Chevette or something. And shoots. I don't think you can shoot. Can you shoot? Can well, first of all, can you roll the window down in an airplane? <laughs> you know, in the cockpit. I mean, is, why would you be able to do that? I mean, I, those things don't. Uh, so, and and then he shoots. A flare gun out the side of the thing has Jimmy J.J. Walker in it, smoking dope. He's like some, he's wearing sunglasses. He's like a dope smoke. He goes into the goes into the bathroom and smoking weed in there. He's got a saxophone with him everywhere he goes, you know? And he's like, hey, baby, you know? He's like Mr. Cool Cat, and he's like stoned all the time. Thing's ridiculous. It's got a... Um, uh, it's got Mr. Douglas from Green Acres on there. It's got Charo. Oh, it's it's a star stud. thing is ridiculous. thing is the most, and it wasn't even that entertaining. You know, it sound the way I describe it. May, may, you might think it's entertaining. But it's not good. The worst one. So I watched all four of them. I tried to do that with Jaws. And then I, I only watched the first two and I never got to the last two but i think in that fourth one i think the thing develops esp the thing can read people's thoughts <laughs> the shark i mean and it can it can like it starts out in the atlantic ocean somehow it ends up in the pacific ocean i don't know how it does that maybe it's teleporting you know and the thing stands up in the water like a cobra oh man so I need to do that again. None of, none of the Jaws movies are on streaming services anywhere right now, but I, if they become available again, I'm going to power through those four. I love that kind of stuff. I love 70s disaster films and that kind of yeah, kind of thing, especially the bad ones, although they need to be entertaining like Airport 75. They don't need to be uh, kind of boring like Airport 79, the Concord. Oh, brother. So anyway... Um, Let's see the beer festival. Tony and I last Saturday, a week ago today, we went to a beer festival up in New York State, uh, where the Woodstock concert originally, you know, that, where that happened, and it was uh, it was something else, you know. We we caught the bus over where the old Kmart is over in uh, Dixon City. You with me? <laughs> and uh, we went. Um, You know, and it was packed. The bus was full. You know, there's a lot of people involved in this thing. We go up there and it took like an hour and 10 minutes or something. It didn't take very long. I had no idea it was so close. I mean, we've been living here for 23 years. I had no idea. There's so much stuff within an easy drive from us that I don't know. We've never done before. I mean, I don't, I want to go back up there. I want to go through the, the Woodstock Museum and all that. But anyway, we drove. We we cut the bus over there, and we went. It was like eleven fifteen, I think, in the morning, and we drove up there. And they opened the gates at one thirty in the afternoon. And uh, you know, we had to wait. We were standing out there. It was kind of misting rain. It wasn't. It wasn't a beautiful day, but it, I mean, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't pouring, but it was. It was gray and overcast, and sometimes it was misting rain. It was kind of cold. That's fine by me. I mean, it wasn't enough to ruin anything, but um, we had to wait. We were there, you know, way before the the gates opened, got in line. They went through, and guess what? Tony got yanked out of line, and they wandered her down. Do you think that thing I told you about where she always gets pulled out of line at the the airport because she uh, was playing around with firecrackers, you know, five, six, seven years ago, and they—I don't know—I think she set off some kind of an explosion uh, alarm or something. Some kind of, you know, I think she's flagged in the system as a, as a threat, as like the American Taliban. Tony is the American Taliban, according to the, you know, to the uh, what do you call it? TSA was that what it is? TNA no TSA. But um, so uh, every time, without exception, without fail, she gets yanked out of the line when we're when we're getting on an airplane and they do a search and they put chemicals on her hands to see to make sure that she gets an extra she gets extra attention every single time without exception. So, and then when we went through the line at this beer festival, they yanked her out of line and took her to the side and like patted her down and stuff. What the hell? I mean, is, how is this going to is this for the rest of her life? I mean, I don't know. It might have been a coincidence. I don't know if they just do, you know, every th- fifth person or whatever. I hadn't seen anybody else getting that treatment, but she got it. And, um, so anyway, that was crazy. And they give you a little glass. I think it's six ounces or seven ounces. And you can just go. They have all these stands set up. I mean, it just went on and on. It's beautiful setting. Oh, beautiful. And this, they said there was over 100 breweries there, all from New York State. And you can just test. You can just drink, you know, drink as much as you want. It's free. They do have food trucks and stuff, which is not free. It's not part of it. But um, you know, there's food there too. And they have a they have a, uh, a, a a stage. God, there's a big stage out there. The Wailers, you know, Bob Marley's band played that day. The next day, Sunday, they had uh, Blues Traveler, right. So, um, so the, the whalers were playing, and you just go from stand to stand and try out whatever you want. And you see, they have each one of them probably has like four, five, six different beers to choose from. You know, some of them only have two. It's all different breweries from all. i ne- and I know a thing or two about craft beer, and I'd never heard of probably ninety-five percent of these places. I don't know. I never heard of them. I knew some of them, but. Almost all of them I'd never heard of before. And it was fun. I mean, it was so much fun. We started out and we were getting a beer at you know those little six ounces at every stand, and then we were like, oh, we can't do this. <sighs> I mean, the thing just goes on and on and on. I mean, you'd I'd be leaving in an ambulance if I went to every one of them. So we started picking and choosing. I mean, at first we were just hitting every one of them, and then um, we started picking and choosing. And uh, I, I mean, I wrote I was writing down. Everyone, I was trying to. And then at the end, there were a couple of them that I messed up. And I didn't write down the name of the beer. I wrote down the brewery, but I didn't write down, you know, because I already had, like, you know, a lot of beer. <laughs> so my notes are pretty good, but they're not perfect. Um, I might, uh, I don't know if you guys give a crap, but I might post on, on Surf Report Pod every beer that I tried. It's, um, in, um, maybe, you know, if you're a beer snob, like I am, it might be interesting. I don't know. But, um, anyway, and I, there was a woman there. Oh, I got some great pictures. (laughs) There were people there wearing, um, they they were selling pretzel necklaces. They were like a, like a necklace. And with a whole bunch of pretzels around it. Like, you're wearing it around your neck. You just have like a, like a necklace, like a, a, a necklace pretzels and then some people had a necklace that had snack like snacks like bags of chips and stuff you know attached to a necklace and then we saw this woman who was wearing a sash of, of cheese sticks and, and, and pepperoni sticks it's like a like a what do you call those things a what do you call those things like a full of bullets you know like a sash of bullets. What is that thing called a bandolero or something? It's like, but it was full of cheese sticks and pepperoni sticks. And then she had, she also had like a tool belt of pretzel, pretzel sticks and like spray cheese, like aerosol cheese, you know what I mean? Whatever it's called. And uh, in a tool belt, I've got pictures of it, you know, I was laughing so hard. Tony goes, oh my God, there's a woman over there with a sash of cheese sticks. <laughs> That's a sentence you don't, you know. And um, I, I snapped some photos. Oh, I'll share those. Uh, it was hilarious. People were, everybody was real nice and uh, everybody's having a good time. How could you not have a good time when it's just a sea of free beer from all these craft breweries, from all, they're all from New York. So we, we, went, we did that. We had lunch. We ate twice while we were there. And then we, uh, we thought we were finished and then we found two gigantic buildings, two additional buildings that we'd never that we didn't even know were there. And those two were loaded up with them too, with with stands. Crazy. By that point I was like, all right, I've had enough, you know. Nah, we went into those buildings. I might have had one at e- in each one of them, you know, cuz it looked like something especially interesting to me. But I was done, man. I think I had I think I had 28, <laughs> 28 of those small, that seems like a lot. But that's what, I mean, I have everything written down. I don't know if those were six ounces. I don't know. They might have been four ounces. I don't know. I don't know. I, I was, I was, it might have been four ounces, those glasses. I'm not sure, but... You know, I, I I wasn't drunk, but I, I could certainly feel it. I had twenty-eight of those things. It reminded me on um in the early days of Happy like the first season of Happy Days, when Richie comes home drunk and um his dad's like, What happened what did you what did you you know, what happened? He goes, I was at a party and they were serving beer in these tiny little glasses. It was just in these tiny little glasses. He goes, How many of those glasses did you have? He said, Seventy-two <laughs> for some reason I remember that. Um, that was back when the uh, happy days was pretty good, you know had a little bit of edge to it and then it became a ludicrous, ridiculous show where people didn't even it's supposed to be in the 50s and everybody had like 70s haircuts and stuff. they didn't even try they didn't, they forgot the part about being in the 50s, you know. Anyway, um, so that was fun. That was a blast. I mean, I, we had a, such a good time. We're going to try to do that every year, I think. We're going to try to do that. So, uh, so yeah, that was good. If you ever have an opportunity to do something like that, you should do it. I'm going to post some pictures. I'll, I'll try to post that, that long list of, of beers that we tried, um, either at Surf Report Pod or maybe over at the WBSR. I don't know. But um, I'll put that up soon so you can check it out. Um, let's see. I was going to do some news items. Let's do let's do. This might be some might do like three news items an episode, you know, maybe if it works. Um so so yeah, let, let's do that now. I have three news items that I picked. These are these are from the headlines right now. These are important headlines right now. I read this article about this guy he says, Duluth landlord charged with intentionally setting apartment ablaze while blasting, we didn't start the fire. So this guy's like, a, I don't know, he's like a lunatic, right? But he's like some kind of like, uh, you know, performance artist. I don't know. So he, he sets his apartment on fire. And when the fire department gets there, this is in Duluth, Minnesota. When the fire department gets there, he's he's just standing there blasting, we didn't start the fire. What uh what do you think about that? This guy's got a little bit of panache. <laughs> you know, I don't know what to say. The guy's, a, he's crazy, clearly. Who sets an apartment on fire? You know, but, you know, I like the, I like the little, uh, you know, I like the ir- irony, the, uh, what, do you, what do you call that, meta? He's, he's very, if you're going to be an arson, you know, take a meta uh, approach to it. So it says uh, Duluth landlord has been charged. Oh, he's a landlord. He, it's his own. Okay. I thought he was a, I thought he lived there. He's been charged with setting fire to his own apartment while blasting Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire as first responders arrived. Travis Lee Carlson, 37, is charged with first degree arson after prosecutors say he intentionally set his apartment ablaze on Thursday, May 18th. <sighs> okay. You know that song sucks. Billy Joel, I, you know, I don't hate him or anything. But his 70s stuff was, you know, that was the pinnacle. When he started doing that crap like uh, Uptown Girl and all that, oh, God, that's terrible. And this, We Didn't Start the Fire, it's an abomination. That thing should be, I mean, I don't know. That's like one of the worst songs i ever recorded. Thing's a piece of, I mean, it's a chunk of turd. The next one, did you see where Celine Dion canceled her tour, her scheduled tour, because she has... uh, What is it called? Let's see. What is it called? Let me read this thing. Um, Oh, Human Statue Syndrome. (laughs) Have you ever heard of this? She has Human Statue Syndrome, where she is, like, trapped inside of her body. She can't move, or she's starting to... She's trending in that direction. It's getting worse and worse. She's going to... She's like... Is this? I'm like, what the hell? What? What kind of bizarre? Anything that you could think of? Like, how is? What in the world is this? How does this happen? How does somebody get human statue syndrome? And why would? She, if she has this thing where where she's just a statue, why would she like book a tour? And what? What are they gonna do? Bring her out on a hand truck? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to make light of it. But what the hell? There's, uh, there's so many bizarre ailments and syndromes out there. I never heard of this before. I, I, I just saw that today, and I was like, what in the hell? It's also called, what is it called? Stiff Person Syndrome. It has multiple names. Stiff Person Syndrome. Human Statue Syndrome. It sounds terrifying to be stuck inside of a your body and you can't move I, like, I guess that's just paralysis right but why I mean it's not based on any kind of injury it's just some it says complications from stiff person syndrome a rare neurological condition that causes spasms of muscle muscle rigidity have caused singer Celine Dion to cancel her courage world tour dates through 2024 according to a statement posted Friday all right well good luck with that I don't know I mean I don't know I hope I don't get that shit. That's all I can say. This sounds terrible, um, but I never heard of it before. It's bizarre. Have you ever? What, what's the weirdest syndrome that you've ever heard of? I never heard of this one. Uh, human statue syndrome. This third. This third item. Uh, okay, fart spray prank at Texas high school leads to criminal charges for two students. An odor at. Caney Creek High School on May 3rd and 4th prompted evacuations, hospitalizations, and extensive testing at the campus. Officials now believe the spray was the source. Two students have been criminally charged after allegedly bringing fart spray, that's in quotes, to their Texas high school this month. A prank that led to evacuations, hospitalizations, and canceled classes. Diego Flores and a boy, 17, were both charged with possession of a prohibited weapon, a third-degree felony, a weapon. Fart spray? That's like that morning breeze that they used to sell at, like, joke stores. And um, you, you just, like, you know, sprinkle a little on the floor, and the whole place would be going, Oh, my God! <laughs> you know? This is a prank, right? After authorities said they intentionally or knowingly Possessed a chemical dispensing device. What the hell? It's it's a it's it's a prank. It's something they sell in joke stores, according to news report, court reports. Seventeen-year-olds not being identified because NBC News does not usually have no whatever. Oh yeah, they're high. You they have their standards over at NBC News. You yeah, know, give me a break. Strange odor at Caney Creek High School on May third and fourth prompt prompted extensive testing. They just say the same thing over and over again. These articles are just say the same thing. Anyway, so these these guys, you know, it's uh, graduation time. They're they're having fun. They're gonna bring this fart spray in. It's gonna be funny, and they're gonna be talking about this shit for the rest of your life. Now there's people saying it's gonna have it's gonna leave a psychological scarring. People are in the hospital. <laughs> God, hilarious. And and um. You know, ridiculous. These guys are probably going to be either. I mean, back in my day, these guys would be legends. They would be never forgotten. This would be their legacy. This is what this would be their golden legacy. In today's environment, they'll probably have to leave the country. Maybe they'll have you know at least the state. I don't know. Even in Texas, because this is a bridge too far. You can't bring a fart spray. Do you know how scarring and triggering that is? Oh, oh. anyway. So I thought I'd bring, uh, maybe I'll do news reports in these episodes. I, have, I do have two, it's going to end up being way too long, but I do have two uh, calls that came in to the hotline, and uh, the first one is from Steve,
1: and here it is. Hey Jeff, this is Steve from NEPA, your backyard there, around that area. Hey, um, That last episode really hit home with uh, on television. I'm sorry, the dogs barking from the television. Uh I had all those games too and uh night soccer was fun. Like when you shot the uh the machines they would blow up and you'd see all like the cogs and stuff and uh different parts of the uh machines blow up. Burger time was another great one. Uh, but skiing and baseball were probably my favorite along with Burger Time. They were definitely my favorite. Um the other thing is typing typing was huge in high school, too. I did that, and um, I still use it all the time, so that was huge. And those cinnamon sticks, we had them at the Bloomsburg Fair. We had to get those cinnamon sticks, and sometimes you'd give your friends money if you knew they were going to the fair and you weren't. They'd bring them back for you. And the last thing I had was uh, beta. We were a big into beta instead of v h s because we had a my father had a camera, a handheld camera that he put actually the whole cassette in. And my dad wouldn't let us use it, so when he was away at work, we'd sneak it out and we'd do tricks on the bike and stuff and and uh then quick put it back into his bag, but we'd have that tape to watch and I think we only got caught once or twice so but good stuff um enjoying that yeah, one more thing uh the I remember go we had a store not too far from us, but we'd come in with bags and bags of pennies. And you'd slam them down on the counter and say, I'd like a hundred fishies. You know, so then you'd, you'd take your grubby hand, you'd pick out a hundred of those um, Swedish fish and put them in your bag. Just how gross now thinking of that, but that was great times. So really enjoying the show, and uh, thanks for making me laugh, and have a great day. Thanks. Stephen NEPA. NEPA, in case you're not aware,
0: is uh, northeastern Pennsylvania, NEPA. I don't know. Anyway, um, thanks for calling Steve. And television, yeah. yeah. I forgot about the night... You, you were talking about the Night Stalker when when it would explode the cogs and stuff and the springs and stuff would fly. I forgot about that. I love that. that. That was the best. Night Stalker. And you know another one I forgot to mention? Which I don't know. This might be a little bit more uh, obscure. But another one that I really loved was uh, called... What was it called? Lock and Chase. Do you remember that? Does anybody remember that? It was a. It was. A, it was along the lines of. Uh, uh, what do you call it? What do you call that thing? <sighs> uh, um, God, Pac-Man. Yeah, it's along the lines of Pac-Man, but you could throw up a lock like you. Like somebody. Like, say, okay. <laughs> Imagine Pac-Man. And you're being chased by one of those ghosts or whatever. But you could throw up if you, you throw up like a barrier, and they would get stuck behind it. So you could lock them out. You know, it's called a lock and chase. It was fun too. That was a good one. I forgot about that one. I, I didn't mention that when I was talking about it in television. God, I can't even remember. How could you not? How could you not uh, remember these things? God, what is wrong with me? You know. Anyway, um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, 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 I like I like Night Stalker and I like Lock and Chase. I forgot the cinnamon sticks. Heck yeah, that's a that's a seventies eighties thing. I don't know. They had those at the at the fair. You say, um, yeah, I had those. I used to buy those things and suck on them. And I don't know. So, yeah. Seems like something for the eighteen hundreds, doesn't it? <laughs> it's like eating some eighteen hundreds candy, and I it's not even candy. Um, let's see what else you say. Hmm oh beta yeah I didn't have we didn't have that we we barely my brother had perhaps one of the very first VCRs he bought that thing when he graduated high school in 1982 not too many people had uh, VCRs and it cost a fortune that thing was huge I think you had to hook like a water line up to it <laughs> I'm not 100% sure it was a water driven unit and um you know, I don't know. I mean, the thing was gigantic. It was one of those ones that would, like, the thing would lift up on top, you know? You didn't put it into the front of it. It had, like, a thing that lifted up. You stick the tape in there. He recorded all kinds of stuff. I, I He he has tapes, and I don't know. He has a shitload of tapes. And it, mixed in there is some stuff I'd like to see, you know? And um, I don't know. I think he started half looking, looking through them to, see, to search... There was this record. I won this thing called a record run. There's this record store in Charleston called uh, Budget Tapes and Records, still there. And um, I entered this contest and I won. And I had a hundred five second record run. Like a run around the store. This is before the store opened in the morning, so there's no but no customers there. And uh, they had because it was it was sponsored by FM 105, which is the the rock station in town. So I had a hundred five seconds. To run around the store and grab as many LPs as I could. However, there were rules that made it more difficult. You can only have up to three albums by one artist. So you couldn't just go over there and grab like the Led Zeppelin section, you know? I mean, you, you had to, you know, you had, they, they did put some limitations on it. So, um, and it was on the news, right? They, they had the news there. So there's this, he has the news report recorded. On these old BCR tapes, and um, and uh, I remember the news report had had film of me running around inside the store, and they sped the tape up real fast, and the thing was going or something like that. it was like some kind of Benny Hill type shit, and um, and I was just like bouncing around, bopping around the the record store. I'd love to have that. I need to, I need to have that, and I think he might have it. He recorded everything. He recorded all kinds of stuff. It was like something. It was like a, I mean, it was one of those mind-blowing things. How could you record something while you're watching something else? That's like voodoo, you know? (sighs) Never had a beta tape, though. Um, I never, we never had that. And we didn't even have, we never had like any kind of like camcorder, I don't think. I don't think our family ever had that. I like I like the idea of sneaking it out and 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 um, recording stuff. It's cool. I wish I had some tapes of us doing our nonsense. And the Swedish fish, you know, putting your booger hooks down to a <laughs> into a big bucket of Swedish fish. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that happen. Filthy, you know. God only knows what's on your hands after a day of just being a boy out in the neighborhood doing your doing boy things, and you just drop those filthy filthy booger hooks down <laughs> down into that thing it's just a communal thing yeah, yeah, that sounds right so, Steve, I appreciate you calling call back, you know, anytime appreciate it, great call and this last one, the second one is from our old pal Ian in Scotland and here it is Hey Jeff, it's Ian in
2: Scotland here um, a couple of things for you, Jeff um, off the back of you're living in two worlds, so um, I'm back working uh, in a bar in um, in Scotland called uh, the Speedwell Bar in Dundee. It's really, old it's really cool. Um, but however, I am the oldest member of staff now. I worked there ten years ago when I went back to university to do a science degree. Um, so anyway, there's a there's a big age gap, um, and round the back there's a a hatch which covers the stairs down into the cellar so sometimes the hatch is open you've got to kind of do this death defying manoeuvre uh, to get into the back stockroom instead of lowering the hatch and walking over where the stairs are anyway so I'm describing this saying yeah man sometimes you've got to go to the back storeroom and it's like Lara Croft manoeuvre <laughs> getting into the back storeroom And my staff members just met me with a blank stare. Like, I said, you know who Lara Croft is? No. I was like, come on, Tomb Raider? No. So, like, a lot of my gags now have no frame of reference. Have no frame of reference with the younger generation. And they're missing out a lot of good humour, I think. Um, Yeah, it makes me feel old. Um, Also, I am off to Seville, in Spain, tomorrow, um, because my girlfriend has retired. (laughs) That seems like an oxymoron, I've said there, yeah, my girlfriend has retired, Um, yeah, that makes me feel a bit old, but um, we're both pretty cool, I mean, she retired early, she's 53, so. Yeah, good on her. So she, she's retired, and I'm still at school. Get that. that. Um, so, yeah, I'll be posting some pics on the old Instagram site, so keep an eye out. Okay, mate, take care, and um, I will speak to you when I return from Spain. Adios, amigo. All right, and thank you. Uh,
0: congratulations on going back to school. That's awesome. And you're back working an old job that you had before in a bar. I don't think I've ever returned to a job. I was thinking about that when I was listening to your uh, your uh, call there. I don't think I've ever returned to a job uh, that I left prior. That must be kind of disorienting. I don't know. But um, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand what you're saying. I'm the oldest man. I'm the oldest person in every room. Every room th- that I'm in, I'm the oldest person there. And that's not even, I mean, it's sort of a joke, but it's, Almost certainly true. I mean, my boss is like two years older than me. She's talking about retirement. So when I'm in the room, she's you know technically, you know, older than me. But I'm almost always. I look around like I like we're having like dinner the other night. We they we were ordered tacos from this uh, this Mexican restaurant. Freaking fantastic, God. But anyway. Um, and I was, you know, sitting there, we're eating around this big conference table in the, in the, in the supervisor's office, look around. I'm like, I could be some of those people in there. I could probably be their dad. I'm like old enough to be their dad. You know, I am the oldest, I'm the oldest person in every, nobody knows my references. So I try to like back off from them because I just, I've, I've been burned too many times. If you make any kind of reference to anything that's not from like the last five years People don't know what the hell you're talking about, so I just kind of I've, I've disciplined myself not to do that anymore. I understand what you're saying, um, but I, you know, I hate to admit this: I didn't know who Laura Croft was. <laughs> I don't know anything about that, but um, I, I get the general, I get the gist of what you're saying. Yeah, you know, you can't make any, you can't do it. I told you this: some girl, when I was cutting my hair, getting my hair cut, and I was like, "Yikes!" and she was like, "I don't know that phrase." What do you mean, yikes? Is that a... I don't know. That, that's that's something different, though. I also say, um, you know... Uh, anyway. You can't make... I don't want to get into it. But you can't make any kind of reference. Uh, you know, my age, anyway. I can't make any kind of references anymore. Because I'm from a different era. I'm a creature from a different era. Nobody knows what the hell I'm talking about. So I kind of steer clear of it. I know what you're saying. Um, let's see. Uh, you're going to Seville in Spain I've been seeing those pictures Holy mackerel beautiful you're a pretty damn good photographer too you're really good it was um I, I kind of pride myself on being a halfway decent photographer and um, you know I think I know how to frame pictures pretty well but uh you're you're also very good at it and um you know and it's beautiful beautiful I'd love to do that. We need to travel more. If we didn't have to just pour our, all our money into these roofs, <laughs> shit like that, I'd love to go to Spain. God, beautiful. I'm living vicariously through you, uh, Ian. Um, I'm going to post if you don't have a problem with it. I'm going to post your uh, your Instagram account. I'm going to link to it in the show notes, you know, or on, on Surf Report Pod so people can see those photos too. Beautiful, wonderful place. I'd love to go there. So, thanks for calling Ian. Um, I do appreciate it always. Everybody has a, has an open invitation. So, give me a call. The number 570-290-8151. So, thanks to Ian, thanks thanks for Stephen NEPA. Appreciate the calls. Fantastic. All right, we're at the end of this thing and uh, let's see. This is a yeah, main network. I don't know. I can't can't keep it straight. My brain's fried. And burned out You know what I'm saying So um, anyway um, So if you want two of these a week Instead of a measly one Head on over to Surf Report Pod No God Do you see what I'm saying The degradation is taking hold Head on over to Patreon That's Patreon P-A-T-R-E-O-N God Patreon P-A-T-R-E-O-N Dot com Slash Jeff K And sign up for a $4 or more monthly donation And you'll get an extra episode every week I've been a little off track because of the shit that's going on here which I can't talk about it. I wish I could, but um I can't. But I think it'll be all right, hope. We'll see. But anyway, uh, I I I generally I do one of each each week. So if you want to be if you want to get that second episode, which is a full-length episode, head on over to patreoncom K and sign up for a monthly donation. $4'll do it. You can do more if you want, and that's that. Also, surfreportpod.com is the website where I post expanded show notes and all that jazz, photographs, links. This is going to have plenty of them. It's going to take me a long time to get all that stuff posted. So head on over to surfreportpod.com. And again, call me, 570-290-8151. That's the number, 24 hours a day. It's just voicemail. It's a uh, Google Voice, they call it. And just call up that number. And leave a message, and I will almost certainly use it in a future episode. If you do post something, or if you do call, and you don't like it, just let me know. I won't use it. No pressure, man. I'm not going to embarrass anybody. So the number again: five seven zero two nine zero. Oh god. Five seven zero two nine zero eight one five one. And we're at the end of this thing. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it next time will be over on the Patreon side, and until then, you guys have yourselves a fine, fine day. I'll see ya. Bye. They call it a cockpit, baby.